0: You may be seated. Preparation by faith. We're going to start tonight in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. So if you want to turn there in your Bibles, preparation, to prepare. How many here are preparing for Christmas, right? Some of you have prepared by decorating a tree. Some of you have prepared by putting decorations outside. Some of you prepare... Uh, By making a list of what you want for Christmas, right? Um, Some of you prepare by baking. I love those people who prepare for Christmas by baking. uh, All those sweets I'm not supposed to eat. (sighs) Preparation. Well, tonight we're talking about preparation by faith. And and in the Christian walk, the only way to be prepared for what God has for you is by faith. Now, I think there is a lot of confusion uh, about faith, and so we're going to try to clear that up, but we are to prepare for this life and the next by faith. Well, in a, a, a season of preparation for Christmas, but just to be prepared for life in general must be one that is done by faith. What is faith, right? I mean, faith sometimes in our culture seems to be a little elusive. What kind of faith do we live by? We live by a faith that is grounded in the character and the promises of God. Okay, That's the faith we live by. It's a faith that's... Grounded in the character and the promises of God. Does the character of God change? No. Do the promises of God change? No. Then does faith change? No. It's not a blind faith, but a reasonable faith. It's not blind. We we know that God exists because of everything that we see that God has his hand in, which is everything, right? So it's not a blind faith. It's a reasonable faith. It's not a faith that we conjure up ourselves. I think this is a big misconception. People think they got to conjure up their faith, but it's not something we, we create ourselves. It, it is a gift It is a gift that God has given each of us. He has assigned to each of us a measure of faith. Did you know that? So faith is not about about, uh, conjuring it up or, or creating it. Faith is about acting on what God has already given each of us. Our challenge is to exercise the faith God has given us. Now, is it easy to exercise faith? No, it's not easy to exercise faith. But it is possible to exercise the faith which God has given us. The way we exercise faith is a decision of the will. Okay, A decision of the will. Now turn with me to Isaiah 40, verse 3. And this is a prophecy concerning John the Baptist that Isaiah wrote. And here it is. A voice cries in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain shall be made low. The uneven ground shall become level." and the rough places as a plain. And the glory of Yahweh shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of Yahweh has spoken. A voice says, cry, and I said, what shall I cry? The voice says, all flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers and the flower fades. When the breath of Yahweh blows on it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flowers fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Faith in the character and promises of God. How do we know the character of God? How do we know the promises of God? They are revealed in the Word of God, the Bible, right? So by faith, Isaiah speaks for God, prophesying the one who prepares the coming of the Lord. He's preparing the way. By faith, he prepares the way for John the Baptist to come. By faith, we prepare the way for us to attain salvation. By faith, we prepare the way for others to receive salvation. Preparing by faith. Isaiah has faith in the word of God that stands forever. Isaiah lives by faith in the unchanging character of God. If God's character is unchanging, that means we can have confidence that God will do what is necessary in this world, and we can then know that he will do what's necessary for my eternal good and his glory in the situation that you're in right now. That's faith, believing that, knowing that. We live by faith in God's character, revealed to us, Well. In his word, in the word of God, knowing the word of God. That's why it's important to be in the word of God, to be reading the word of God. Uh, we have an opportunity this month to to read and prepare our hearts for Christmas and for the holiday season. And uh, many of you have already received a handout uh, that has a reading each day uh, put out by Archimei. Awesome opportunity. Some of you have apps on your phone that give you a verse of the day, or, or you've got a study that you're doing. So you're already doing stuff. So if you're not doing stuff uh, in the Word and reading the Word, then this is a good time to start, to get into the Word. The Mark 1, 8, 1, 1, through 8 says, it's talking about John the Baptist, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way. The voice crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight. John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed in camels hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. That's quite the diet. But he was skinny. <laughs> and he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. John was not about John, was he? John was about Jesus. And we ought to be about Jed, or we're not to be about ourselves. Who are we supposed to be about? Jesus. And we're in Christmas, and Christmas is fun, and Christmas is great, but what is Christmas about? It's about Jesus. Tonight, I'm not dissing on him, but everybody's down in town seeing Santa Claus. I'm sorry, but Christmas isn't about Santa Claus. Christmas is about the ultimate gift which God gave us, which is Jesus. And St. Nick he gave gifts to kids, orphans, to remind them about the gift that God had given all humanity, right? So John is about Jesus. We are to be about Jesus. And John is in the business of preparing us and preparing Israel for the coming of Jesus. He says, I have baptized you with water, but Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. You confess Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You have been baptized with the Holy Spirit. You have been given a new heart. You have entered into a new covenant with God and made a new creation. And old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. This is so much better. Your sin has been washed away, past, present, and future. By faith, John the Baptist answered the call of God. He goes out into the Judean wilderness, preaching repentance shown in the baptism for the forgiveness of sins. All this was in preparation of the Christ for his baptism of the Holy Spirit for those who believe. We then have a twofold response in preparation for the Lord's coming. Twofold. First, we receive faith from God through hearing of His Word. When we hear the Word of God preached, God gives us faith. We then act on the truth of God's Word by believing in Jesus' birth death, and resurrection. This is the foundation of all our decisions and all our things that happen in life. This is how we live by faith. Because Christ is the pivotal point in history. And he's the pivotal point in your day. He's the reason For the season. Second, we live by faith. Well, we we then by faith live and proclaim the truth of the gospel in our day to day. Live and proclaim the truth of our gospel in our day to day. Lives for others to hear and see so they can respond in faith. We are living letters written to humanity. And as we go through the things that we have in our lives, we must view it through the lens and through the perspective of Christ's birth, death, and resurrection and what that does for that moment. What that does for that relationship that's strained what that does for that physical ailment that you're struggling with. And what it does is it means that none of that is gone to waste because God promises to work all for good, all for eternal good. By faith, we accept that God is giving us grace, grace for each moment. You know how hard it is sometimes to have grace with yourself or grace with somebody else for a moment? Have I been there? I've been there. Right? It's extremely hard. And when you're not graceful, when you're not full of God's grace, you're pretty miserable. (laughs) Right? But God is calling us into a relation of grace, his unmerited, undeserved favor that the cross brought, that the resurrection brought. Validated that resurrection power is his grace walking in you today. Walking in that problem that you have today. And faith is believing that God is at work in the problem. Because of God's character. Because of God's promises. And this is how we are prepared for life. And this is how we prepare for the next life. By faith, we look forward to the day when God makes everything right in the new heavens and new earth. Right? We're looking forward to that day when he comes again to judge the living and the dead, to bring peace through judgment. He was one, 11, 1 through 2, begins to lay out how we Live by faith. We're not going to read all of Hebrews 11, but if you have an opportunity when you go home today or tomorrow, I encourage you to read Hebrews chapter 11 and 12, one through two. Let's look at Hebrews 11:1. It says, "Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen." Faith is the assurance of things, hope for the conviction of things not seen. If we are to live by faith, we must have a proper understanding of faith. Wouldn't you agree? If we are to live by faith, we must have a proper understanding of faith. So, So there are three misconceptions that I want to address of faith, and there's probably more I just don't have time to address all of them. But here are three misconceptions of faith. First, faith is not a a means to manipulate God into giving you the results you desire. So many times uh, people will say, well, you didn't have enough faith. No, that is a misuse of faith. Faith is a gift of God given to the person. Faith does not manipulate God into doing what God is doing. God's going to do what God's going to do, right? Faith is the process of joining God in what he's doing by believing in his character and his promises. So faith is not a means to manipulate God into giving you the results you desire. That's not it. This is common in the name it and claim it Movements or the Word of Faith movements. This is a misapplication, a misunderstanding of faith. So that's the first. Second, faith is not something that you create yourself. Uh, I cannot create faith myself. It just doesn't happen. Uh, I, I have the faith that God has given me. You have the faith that God has given you. You can't create faith. Faith is a gift of God. And then you take that faith that God has given you and you exercise it by the act of the will. But faith is a gift. It's not something we individually cre- create. Second, faith at its root is not an emotion. Okay, So it's not a feeling. And I think this is a lot of people struggle because they don't feel like they have Faith, you ever hear that? I just don't feel like I have faith. Faith is not an emotion, okay? Faith is a decision of the will, right? God said, therefore, I do, okay? So it's a decision of the will based on the character and promises of God. If you don't know the character and promises of God, then will you have lots of faith No, you won't, right? Because faith comes by its a a gift from God, but it's from hearing what? The word of God. So you must know God, and the more you know God, the more ability for your faith that God has given you to be robust. What is faith then? We just did three things that it is not. Well, first... Faith is, first and foremost, a gift of God, which is received through the hearing of God's word, okay? So faith is a what? Gift. Which we receive through the the what? Hearing of God's word, right? So this is important, the hearing. It's interesting that it's hearing God's word. He could have just said the reading, right? But no, there's something about coming together and hearing the word of God proclaimed, right? I think that's one reason he says that come together and encourage one another. Because when we come together and we together proclaim God's word and, and hear God's word, our faith is encouraged. It's bolstered. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Right? And Romans 12.3 says, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, you among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. This is so funny because oftentimes in the world of faith movement, the people who have big faith or really out there, they're really full of themselves. Right? But what's Paul saying here? Don't Don't get caught up in yourself. Right? Because God has given each a measure of faith that God has assigned. So each of you have been given faith by God through the hearing of God's word, and he, God, is calling you to exercise that faith in his character and in his promises in your life, to be prepared to give a reason and a testimony of what God has done, and to be prepared for him coming again to judge the living and the dead. For without faith, as Hebrews six uh, eleven six says, it is impossible to please God. But God has not made it impossible to please Him, because He has given us each one of us a measure of. Uh, what? Wow, yeah, that is so cool, right? A measure of faith. What a blessing that we, in and of ourselves, cannot please God ever, right? But God said, I know. I know you're broke. I know you're messed up. So I'm going to empower you to please me. Believe in me. Have faith in me. Second, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Assurance of things hoped for. Assurance speaks of the confidence in the character of God to act for our eternal good and for His glory. Not assurance that He's going to do what I want Him to do, <laughs> right? Not that He's going to bring about the results that I want. That's trying to use faith as a manipulation tool. Does that make sense? Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the assurance that God will act according to his character and according to his promises, and I can take it to the bank every single day. A confidence, right? So faith then is a decision to accept God at his word in the present and the future. To accept God at his word in the present and the future. It's a decision. The things hoped for can be divided into two time periods, the present and the future. Okay, The present and the future. I have a sure and steadfast hope for my present, and that sure and steadfast hope in my present is that by faith, in believing in the both death, and resurrection of Jesus, our Savior, who is seated at the right hand of the throne of God, is making intercession for us. God himself, Jesus, representing us before the heavenly court in intercession. That's the reality of the situation that you're in right now. The difficulty that you're in right now. God is representing you. And if God is for you, then who can be against you? He is working for your eternal good and His glory. And we can put faith in that. We can believe that. Our hope for the present comes by faith in believing that if Christ, God, is for us, then who can be against us? In believing that God is working all things for our eternal good and for His glory. Grace for every moment right this is faith this is the faith that God calls us to live in to be prepared for life with what hope is sure and steadfast in our future our hope for the future comes by believing Jesus is coming back amen he's coming back In the same way that he left. And he's coming back to judge the living and the dead. Praise God this world is not all there is. Amen. Praise God that this isn't what life is. Praise God Jesus is coming to make all things right. Come quickly Lord Jesus come. Lord faith is the conviction of things not seen. Conviction of things not seen. Conviction, a belief that is so strong, it compels action. It it moves to action. It makes life changes. Do you have a conviction that God exists and rewards those who seek him? Is that conviction there? That 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 is a true statement, that God exists, that God created the world out of nothing, and that God sent his son to die on the cross for your sins and rise again to set you free? Do you have that conviction? That is the faith the Lord has given us as we hear his word proclaimed. That conviction Of things not seen. That conviction that moves us to action. And Paul, Peter, sorry, concerning things not seen, Peter says in 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9, Though you have not seen Jesus, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. When we all see Jesus, right, we'll sing and shout the victory, right? We know that, him. When we all get to heaven. We haven't seen him yet, have we? But we love him. And we are happy to be saved by him. Until then, we live by faith. To be prepared for his coming. To prepare others for his coming. We live by faith. For by faith, the people of old, Hebrews 11.2 says, received their commendation. They received their commendation. The word commendation comes from the Greek word marateo, which means to bear witness. By faith, each saint bore witness to God's character and to his promises, thus receiving their commendation. They lived by faith in the character and promises of God. We too are called to live by faith in those in his character and in his promises. Hebrews 11 lists several Old Testament saints who lived by faith and yet did not live to receive the promised Messiah. We've received the Messiah. Jesus, the Son of God. He came as a baby, right? Wrapped in swaddling clothes. Born of a virgin. He lived. He died on the cross for our sins, right? And then he rose again. Freeing us from sin and death. Oh, what a great Jesus we've had. So we received that for his promises. Promise. The promise of the Messiah. Now, we live in a state of already not yet, right? Because he's came, but he's coming again, right? So we live between the promises. And yet we are still called in between the promises to live by faith. So can you think of people who live by faith? You have them in your mind? Got some people? Now, it doesn't have to be Old Testament people. You know what? Because because there is a great multitude of witnesses that have gone before us. You got some of them in your mind? Who are they? Who are they? I think of Donna Carey, my mother, who lived by faith. Who who are some of yours? You can think of Old Testament people too. Abraham is a classic, right? So when we remember and consider those who've been faithful before us, It encourages us to act on our faith in the character of God. When I consider my mother and how she had the challenges that she had, and through it all, she said, I will be faithful. I know that God is working, and I will trust in his character and in his promises. Or if I don't have my, if you don't have a mother to remember, you can have Abraham. Abraham, who by faith believed God and left his home country to go wander in a land that he did not know. Or Abraham, who by faith took his son, his only son, up to Mount Moriah, the the place of sacrifice later on, but he took him there, and he bound him up, and he put him on the altar, and he was going to slay him, and he believed that God would raise him from the dead, because he believed in God's character and in God's promises, and he wasn't trying to manipulate God. By faith, he lived. He obeyed God by faith. There is so many people we can think of, whether it be modern day heroes of faith, or Old Testament saints of faith. Each of those encourages us to know that we too, we too, can live by faith in the daily grind of all lives. And it is the faith in the promises and character of God that prepares us, for that daily grind. And it is the faith in the promises and the character of God that prepares us for the coming King. If they could act in faith, not having received the promised Messiah, how much more can we act in faith, having received Jesus? Jesus, the author and Perfector of all faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, Despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12:1 says, Therefore, since we have been surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, all those Old Testament saints who've gone before us, all those saints of examples since the Old Testament. We have this great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let's get rid of every distraction. Let us fix or run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking where? Looking unto Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and it is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen? This is the faith that we have. This is the faith in which we are prepared for life for. This is the faith in which we prepare for his coming. This is the faith in which we proclaim to prepare others for his coming. By faith Jesus walk past, present and future. We prepare ourselves and the world world for his return. So let us live by faith. Amen. Come Lord Jesus, come. Do you pray with me? Father God, we come before you in faith. By faith And we confess that we oftentimes forget about your promises, don't think about your character. And so today, right now, this evening, we claim the character and promises of God by faith in the situations that each of us stands. And we choose to see you at work for our eternal good and for your glory, and we trust you in that process. And we thank you for your work. And we praise you for your work in our lives. And we choose to live by the faith that you have given each one of us. To be prepared for this life and the next.